Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Angel Scrolls Project. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and this week I want to talk to you about being in the presence of angels. And this was a kind of a spontaneous uh, subject that came to me uh, just this morning, actually, that I decided I wanted to do the podcast about. Because, uh, you know, once again, as I always say, I feel this is an important conversation, an important topic to really talk about. Because when it comes to a lot of modern religion, it it just doesn't measure up or connect with a lot of the things that I see in the scriptures or that I've experienced in my own angel encounter or being in the presence of angels. And, you know, I certainly know that we have to be careful when it comes to personal experiences and visions and visitations and things of that nature. But as I've explained in other shows with my personal angelic encounter, you know, just the amount of unconditional love and bringing me back to faith when I was going to you know, throw it all away. I was just so tired, you know, of, of the hypocrisy and the division and the the hate and the fear mongering. It just, you know, somewhere around the, the late 1999, it just really, for some reason, took a heavy toll. And, you know, the year 2000, you know, that, that started kind of a journey for, uh, you know, a few years there where I, with, as far as Christianity and God and Jesus and all that, I was, you know, done. And, um, yeah, it, it certainly wasn't an easy trek, but I think a worthwhile one that I, I, I learned through. And eventually I came back to my faith through my experience, through other, uh, little experiences I had in my life that kind of led me back home, so to speak. So when I look at those experiences and I see the hand of God in my life that, you know, I, I just feel like I've been so blessed to look back at my life uh, starting as just a little child and seeing that guidance, that hand of God, you know, where I am today, you know, is, is just not because I'm such a smart person or that, you know, I got life all figured out or I made all the right moves. And, that, you know, not that I'm this uber successful person or anything because I'm, I'm not that either. But I'm in a pretty good place and I have a pretty good life. And the doors that have opened and the things that have happened, uh, I, I just see that hand of God, that guidance of God, you know, even through the angels. That was just such a blessing. And then when I, I look at a lot that's happening in religion, it just doesn't match up 
you know, the two plus two doesn't equal four, you know, something's off, something is wrong. And I even wrote about that in the new book that I'm working on. There's a chapter called hope for us, question mark. And, you know, I talk about what's happening in the world, how people are so divided, uh, the political division, so many of the problems with religion. There, there's so much fear-mongering again when it seemed that uh, a lot of religious people and religious organizations were getting away from that. And now they're back to like being super judgmental, fear-mongering. And, you know, I, I talk about these things in this chapter. And I, and I said, uh, you know, I wrote that, you know, none of these things seem to uh, kind of measure up or equate to what Sarah, you know, my angel had told me. And, you know, I'm really fe uh, failing to see the love or the presence of God in a lot of this. And that doesn't make me holier than anybody else. I would never in a billion years claim that doesn't make me better than anybody else, wiser than anybody else, more spiritual than anybody else, or anything uh, more or better than anybody else. Because, again, in a million years, I'd never claim, you know, to, to be better, smarter, holier, more spiritual, or, or any of that. Uh, I have my flaws. I have uh, my issues. I've made my mistakes. I'm a person like everybody else. I didn't always live up to the measure or expectation of that heavenly love in my life. I mean, I saw, you know, an angel for crying out loud, and I, I still made uh, a lot of bad decisions. If you read my book, An Angel Came Down, you'll, you'll see that even when the angel was there, I would sometimes made bad decisions and said stupid things, you know, just, uh, you know, we're all humans, we're, we're all flawed. But one thing when it comes to God and religion and spirituality is I've always looked for that love and that peace. There's a certain feeling there that I've encountered in my life, uh, just in the presence of God and in the, the presence of, you know, angels that I've talked about before. And I always say that it's, it's hard to explain, but you just know it's the peace and the love and the joy and the bliss of God's spirit in you and, and upon you, and you're in the presence of, of, of something wonderful, something great. And for me, I, I started searching for that in a lot of um, religion, and it, it was very difficult to find, if at all. You know, it's like religion has become a club we belong to. Do you believe the right thing? Do you believe what we believe? Because if you don't, you're not saved. If you don't, you're out. If you don't, you know, you have no part with God. Oh, you're worshiping a false Christ. You know, all these different ideas. So it, be, it becomes about the rules of the club rather than the love. 
maybe we all have some different ideas, but let's figure this out together and love God and one another while we do so. And I found that to be very rare. And, you know, I'm not the only one. You know, I, I, I look now and I see some of the old preachers from, you know, back in the, you know, 70s, 80s, you know, the older older men and women who have had any level of integrity in their ministry and in their mission, uh, they're experiencing the same thing. They're looking at the world and they're saying, gosh, you know, how much uh, religion has changed, how much Christianity or the church has changed since back in the day. You know, we've thrown out the old tried and true doctrines and, 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 you know, teachings that have been around for, you know, hundreds or even thousands of years. And we've substituted and brought in in their place, you know, new ideas, whatever we want them to be. You know, this new theology that uh, gets kind of uh, conkywampus, as my grandmother used to say. So, uh, again, I'm not the only one. I'm not some prophet or seer or, you know, holy man saying, oh, you know, the world's getting so bad. And I'm like, Moses is going to go in the ark and everybody else is going to be, you know, destroyed. I mean, not at all. Uh, there's a lot of people noticing a lot of strange going on. Uh, and that's, you know, people who are of the Christian faith and people who, you know, may have, uh, you know, believe in God, but have a different faith. I'm seeing a lot of different people that have experienced God on some level in their lives at some point in their lives or experienced uh, angels in their lives having that same thing, looking looking at the world, looking at, at, at religion and church and spirituality and saying, wow, things are getting really, uh, really peculiar. And that brings us to the heading, the topic of our podcast this week, In the Presence of Angels. Myself and a lot of other people throughout the centuries that have experienced angels all seem to have a common thread through those experiences and, and what they felt, what they thought, what they learned, what they experienced, and how it affected their lives. You know, if we're going back to the very early, you know, apostles and saints, you know, who encountered angels, you know, and then through, you know, even the modern day, you know, throughout the ages and the centuries, you know, that, that men have encountered these heavenly beings. The first thing you'll always see is, is that they'll say, well, the angels are, they're like our brothers and sisters, they love us very much. They are God's servants who are watching over us. I think it, it might have been Padre Pio who said, you know, how, how would it affect you if you 
really realize that there was this spirit being with you from the moment you're born to the moment you die, always watching over you, protecting you, inspiring you, and loving you. And many, uh, you know, in the early Christian church believe that when we died and we went uh, onto the heavenly realms, that our guardian angels would always be a part of our lives. Friends, companions, like family. You know, they're, they're connected to us personally. They're always going to be there throughout eternity. And so a lot of people that experienced angels say, you know, the, the angels are like family. They're like dearly cherished loved ones that you're just so connected to. It's an incredible feeling and an incredible bond. And it's not something that takes away from God. That bond is there because of God. I always say when I talk about angels, angels love us with the love of God that comes through them. They are channels of divine light and divine love. And that's why we feel such unconditional love coming from them and through them. The next thing you'll hear people say when they've been in the presence of angels is just that, the incredible amount of love and peace that they felt. And some people have uh, described that they felt the angel before they saw it. If they, you know, visually saw an angel as a being of light or a person or uh, a shaft of light or an orb of light, you know, angels come in, in many different forms uh, in our lives. And many people have said they felt the angel before they saw the angel. Just that almost tangible feeling of love and peace and just, oh, this is so, so wonderful, this feeling. It's like coming home to the most wonderful, beautiful, peaceful place. And then the angel appears. Some people feel angels without seeing them. They'll experience that feeling of love and peace. And they'll say, oh my God, I, I knew at that point in my life that I was in the presence of an angel. And that's what inspired me to do this podcast this morning, this topic, because I was reading my, uh, I have a little uh, daily angel devotional that I read. Uh, then I, you know, I have my time of prayer and read uh, some of the Bible. And it was just during my morning, you know, reading and praying time that I just became aware of that presence. And I, I, I could sense like the, there was an angel just to my right on the other side of the room, kind of in front of me, but to the right. I didn't see it, but I could sense it and kind of see it in my mind's eye, you know, that I knew it was there and I just felt for maybe two, three minutes, just that feeling of love and peace. And I literally had goosebumps, you know, and uh, just felt so blissful. And I just, you know, 
put down the books and just basked in that until it just, you know, faded out. And uh, that's, you know, what inspired this podcast. And that's something a lot of people feel, the presence of angels without necessarily seeing them or they'll sense or see in the mind's eye where the angel is. You know, it was over there in the corner on the left side of the room. It was directly in front of me. It was above me. It was over by the door. You know, people will get a sense of where it is. And that's a, a very real thing and a form of um, inward visions that we have when we sense spiritual uh, beings like angels. So the love and the peace is the next thing people who experience angels uh, always talk about. The third thing is, is immediately they feel uh, more drawn toward God and or toward Christ. So it's not something that detracts from God, but once that that experience is over, whether you see it or feel it or feel it and see it, you immediately know where that experience came from. This was a gift. This was a blessing from God. It will just leave you not only feeling, you know, happy and glad and blissful and love and excited, you know, because of the presence of the angel, but it, it will immediately just make you feel love and awe and grateful and drawn toward, toward God. And the big thing a lot of people talk about when it comes to being in the presence of angels is the after effect, the humbling after effect. And I don't mean humbling in the sense that it knocks you to your knees like, ah, you unworthy worm of a human, you know, and be so humble that you were in the, I mean, yeah, that, that can happen, you know, where sometimes you can have these experiences, you know, from God or, you know, you know, an angel and you just realize, man, you know, what a, uh, what a flawed thing I am, you know, um, I'm humbled by that. But that that's not what I'm talking about. You know, though that can happen, the thing most people feel when it comes to being humbled is realizing how much, and, and this is a definition that, you know, that word humble or humbled as an after effect of being in the presence of an angel that has uh, layers of definition. A, you realize how little you actually do know about God. B, how little we as a human race know about God. Well, all, all of our churches and our doctrines and our this and our that, we don't know anything. <laughs> you know, we, we even struggle as human beings to find that kind of love and peace and that presence of God and angels in our religions. So many of them are void of it. 
because they think it's the letter of the law. We have, we have to believe what we believe or believe what we tell you to believe or do what we, you, we tell you you have to do. And we got all kind of dumb things, you know, in all these different kinds of churches. Don't wear earrings. Don't wear dresses. Don't wear perfume. Don't dance. Don't listen to music. Don't watch this kind of movie. Don't read this kind of book. Don't listen to any other music except gospel music. You know, there's all kind of crazy things. Celebrate the Sabbath on this day, not that day. Don't eat this kind of food or don't eat this kind of food on this particular day. You know, there's all kind of things that we cobble together and say, oh, this is from God. This is how we believe in God. But that love and that awe and that peace and that feeling that I described earlier is just missing. And when we experience that feeling, that's when we step back and go, holy crap, Batman. I really don't know anything about God. And apparently none of us do. Because none of us are coming close to that. And we don't even seem to be really seeking that or know that that exists because we're so blinded by it, by our religion. And the next thing you experience in that humbling is kind of twofold. You want to help other people. You just want to be good to other people. You just suddenly want to become to other people what the angel was to you. And I guess that's where they, you know, some people get the uh, title earth angel, be an earth angel, help other people, you know, be an earth angel. You want to be an earth angel. You want to bring that kind of love and kindness Uh, unconditional love and peace and goodness into the lives of other people. You want to be that angel in someone else's life. And it's not harsh. It's not judgmental. It's not beating people down. It's not saying, thus saith the Lord, you are going to burn because you wore red on a Thursday when you're supposed to wear yellow or some nonsense like this. That has... Nothing to do with it and no part of it. You just want to help people and be kind to people. And tied right to that is you want other people to experience that kind of love from God and from the angels. It's like you struck gold. You know, you walked into, you know a hidden cave in the forest somewhere and found the most spectacular thing. And you want everybody to go to the cave and experience it too. Because that goes right with, hey, I didn't know anything about God. Apparently none of us do. Holy cow, people, if we could all experience that for five minutes, it would probably change the face of our religions, change the face of our society in so many different ways. Because once you experience that, nothing else measures up. You wouldn't trade it for money. You wouldn't trade it for fame. You wouldn't trade it to live somebody else's life that you envy. You wouldn't trade it for anything. That feeling 
is so wonderful. You would never want it to be taken away or go back in time and have something else replace it. It's everything. And you want other people to experience that so bad. Because once you experience that, and it's not, you know, it's not like we're not going to make mistakes. We're human beings. Yes, we can experience that and still act like complete idiots, you know, (laughs) make bad decisions, make other people mad, hurt other people's feelings, do things we shouldn't, that we have to go to God and say, oh man, I blew it, I'm sorry. But fundamentally, on, on the deep level of our heart and soul, it changes us that even if we do make mistakes, we apologize, we make restitution, we try to make it better, we try to make amends, not just like so many people today, what? I, well, I did what I did. I said what I said. At the end of the day, uh, you know, that's that's me and you got to live with it. No, that's not how we, how it is. So it's not like we're going to not, you know, we're not going to make mistakes because we will. But we'll do better. And that kind of love, that kind of experience in the presence of angels and you experience this in the presence of angels if it is a real angelic encounter given and permitted by God. And you want everyone to experience it. Takes away all that selfishness. It would change our religion. And when it comes to things like you know, end time prophecy, end of the world. I mean, those times are going to come. And yes, there are going to be people that no matter how much the love of God they feel in their lives, no matter how many angels they see being in the presence of angels, they're still just going to want to be rotten, greedy, awful people. I mean, that's Unfortunately, prophecy, it's in the Bible, it's in the book of Revelation. There are going to be people who will eventually drive, uh, you know, the world into the time of what we call uh, the apocalypse, the great tribulation, the time of Antichrist. But you're not going to worry about those things, you know. It's not, it's not going to be something of dread where you're going around, oh, you better get your house in order. Oh, I see you have a Britney Spears CD. Oh, the devil's going to, you know, you better hope the rapture doesn't come while you got that (laughs) in the CD player of your car. (laughs) All, All of that is done. You're at peace. You know, it's almost like the love of God, that unconditional love of God and of heaven is your own personal little Noah's Ark. Because you know, no matter what happens, no matter what kind of flood happens on the earth, metaphorically or literally, 
you're okay. No matter what, you're in the arc of God's love. And so it doesn't become a big, scary thing. You know, and you'll point these things out to other people. I mean, naturally, you know, if, uh, you know, like so many today, you know, are worshiping politicians and political parties. I've talked about that, you know, ad nauseum in my podcasts. Of course, you know, you're going to warn people and say, hey, look. This kind of thing is, uh, you know, written about for, you know, the end of days and look what people are doing. Look what you're, look what you're doing. Is that really the road you want to go down? Are you really seeing God there? Are you really feeling that peace and that love? Are you just following the crowd because this is what they're telling you to do? This is what religion is telling you to do this guy, you know, or this, whoever, this political party. Oh, this is God's party. I don't think either one of them are God's party. And that's, that's kind of a podcast for another day, but you know, uh, the agendas are many ladies and gentlemen, that that's all I'll say about that for right now. But of course, you know, of course you're going to point these things out to people and say, Hey, uh, are you really seeing God there? Is this how God uh, would be? Is this what he'd really be concerned about? Is this how he would act? Would he support somebody who acts like that? You know, and, and, and don't give me the old excuse. Well, you know, every nobody's perfect. And King David made mistakes too. You know, come on. We all make mistakes. And then there are people who just... <sighs> run amok with bad decisions, ignorance, arrogance, hatred, um, you name it. You know, so if we see somebody that doesn't even seem like they're trying and everybody's saying, oh, this person's from God, this is from God, let's all jump on that bandwagon, uh, then we need to think twice. And naturally we're going to, you know, warn people about that sort of thing. But it really does change a lot in your life when you're a person who is legitimately seeking God, wanting to experience God. You love God. You lo love other people. You're not into all this judgmentalism. You know, and then you stand in the presence of angels, whether you see them, whether you sense them, just how that changes you. It kind of flips everything on its ear. But everything, everything you see, everything you see, everything that you take in when it comes to God and religion and spirituality, you start looking for the love. And if you don't find that feeling, that presence, any hint of that wonderful feeling in the religion, you back away from it. 
because you know God really isn't there. And, you know, could those kind of religions be, uh, you know, what the Bible speaks of in the last days? People will, um, you know, they will believe in God. They'll have a religion, but it will be powerless. They'll be denying the power thereof, as, you know, I'm paraphrasing the Bible. Is that what it's talking about? I sometimes uh, think that it is. Because what is the power of God? It's love. God is love. God is love personified. And you see, you know, a lot of people try to get around that by saying, well, you know, God isn't always love. He has a judgment side too. Just look at this and this and this. Well, yeah, but that judgment side is for the people who are given chance after chance to step into his love and find salvation and find forgiveness and turn their lives around. They're given chance after chance, but as we see, you know, in the book of Revelation, they don't take it. They continually shake their fists in the face of God, spit in the face of God and say, I'm going to do what I want to do. And nothing's going to change that. Not another person, not an angel, and not God. And strangely enough, we see a lot of that kind of attitude uh, really uh, pervading the world right now, even in some uh, religious circles. But nonetheless, uh, I digress. These are the people that right up to the end say, I don't care. Screw you, God. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be greedy. I'm going to be violent. I'm going to, you know, uh, worship whatever weird God I want to worship. You know, I'm going to, you know, no. These are the people that eventually see the judgment side of God. Those of us who are already in you know, the safety of the ark of his love. But we're not going to see that. Not that we might not see some hard times as things on planet Earth uh, go from bad to worse. But that's not God pouring his wrath or his judgment out upon us. It's not for us. Doesn't the Bible says that we... Um, we are not destined for wrath. You know, those who believe in God, those who are in Christ, you know, wrath and judgment, you know, uh, that that's not our lot. We've been kind of taken out of all that, saved through all that, if, if you will. So these people that want to make excuses, oh, well, God's not always love. Some people read the Bible. Some people believe in God. And all they want to do is see the love of God. Um, yeah. Because God is love. The Bible never says God is wrath. God is judgment. God is hate. God is, God is you know, uh, angry or, or you know, anger or whatever. Because God is love. That's who God is. That's what his presence, first and foremost, 
brings into our lives when we experience it. Or if we're in the presence of angels, that love of God coming through the angels. And so if we're not finding that love, not even in religion, that's why we back away from it. You'll hear people say, I didn't feel God there. I didn't, I didn't feel the spirit of God there in that group, in that church with those people. So I, I just kind of, you know, didn't go back. I didn't get involved. Well, what did they mean by that? They didn't feel the love. They didn't feel the presence. They didn't feel the peace. They know what it feels like, and they didn't feel it there. So that love, when you really experience it in the presence of God or in the presence of angels, it changes you. And you start to see everything through the lens of that love. Everything people do in government, in religion, in their personal lives, you begin to see where that love is lacking. You begin to, and it's not that you're judging people like, oh, look at them. Because you're also aware when it's lacking in your own life. Sometimes you're doing great and sometimes you're out there acting like a fool. (laughs) And you got to look in the mirror and say, wow, uh, you know, I haven't really been uh, feeling or reflecting that love very much today or the last week or the last month or whatever. I've been really, you know, mad and short and, you know, insulting or, you know, just a jerk or whatever the case may be. So the finger points right back at you as well. But you begin to see everything through the lens of that love. And it's that love that always brings us full circle back home to the love of God. Back home to a humble, kind, compassionate, fearless, fear-free faith. A faith that is not judgmental not divisive, not trying to scare other people into believing what you believe. Oh, you better experience what I'm experiencing or you're going to go to hell, you know, because outside of the love is hellfire and brimstone. No, you're not going to do that sort of thing. You think about it this way. How would it be? Think of a couple or yourself if you're married or have a significant other or somebody that you really love in your life. How would, it, how would that relationship have panned out if you went to that person or they came to you in the, in the beginning and said, you know what, I love you and I want to marry you and I want to be with you. I want you in my life. You mean the world to me. But if you don't accept my love, there are people I know that are going to abduct you whisk you away to this terrible place, hold you hostage, and torture you for the rest of your life. And that is what you deserve. That is what you get if you don't accept my love and love me back. How do you think that relationship would have worked out if you tried to scare somebody into loving you or somebody tried to scare or threaten you into loving them? you'd probably think they were a nut and get as far away from them as you possibly could. So what makes anyone ever think that we can scare them into believing God or having faith? 
that's just ludicrous, if you ask me. So when we experience that love, it changes everything. And it becomes the lens you see everything through. So folks, I hope, uh, you know, you got something out of this uh, podcast this week. And, you know, may I recommend that in your own personal time with God, in your own personal time of prayer and meditation, ask God, say, hey, reveal yourself to me. Show me your love. Show me your goodness. May I stand today in the presence of angels and feel your love and your peace and your protection doesn't the 91st Psalm say he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways? Pray those scriptures. Ask God to reveal his peace, his presence, and his love to you. Ask him to reveal it to you through the presence of angels. So folks, thank you so much for listening this week. I always appreciate each and every one of you that take time out of your busy lives and day to uh, listen to my humble show. And I hope before we talk again, uh, you will experience the presence and the love of God and angels in your life because it is life changing. So drop me a line, email me nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. My email will be in the podcast description below. Uh, drop me a line if you have questions or if you experienced that love this week and uh, how it affected you. How did it happen? Uh, how did it make you feel? How do you feel afterwards that you've uh, experienced, you know, that kind of love in your life? Let me know if it happens this week, next week, next year. I'll, I'll certainly be around as long as I'm uh, alive and kicking on God's green earth. You can always let me know and say, hey, remember that show you did? Well, guess what? I'm always very happy to hear when people experience that in their lives. So seek the love and the peace of God. I'll talk to you next week. Until next time, stay in love, stay in the light, and God bless everybody.